Welcome, everybody. It's a new year, 2021. We got some big games coming up this weekend. We can't wait to break it down for you, college and pro. We're going to be going at it here. The stage is set for the NFL, for the college. We have some picks for you today. We hope your favorite team's in it. I'm sporting the San Fran, and we're sporting the new logos here. How about these shirts, my man? T-Money, this is G-Man S. T-Money. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? We're sporting our new swag. If you're interested, reach out. We're going to get a site going that you can buy these at, but excited to be here. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the Father, Son, and Holy Sports Weekly Podcast. We're going at it today. T-Money, I got to hit you off the top. You going to say anything to Buckeye Nation behind me? Look at Buckeye Nation behind me. They look good. T-Money, you got to come to the table here. What are you going to say? Nothing. Yeah. There's nothing to say except respect. Justin Fields. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. We got a Saturday triple header of NFL. We got a Sunday triple header team money. And then we go to the Buckeyes against the Tide. Oh, yeah. And we're going to hit you with some trivia of the week about that game. You're going to love it, man. We always yeah. surprise Team Money with our trivia question. We don't know what we're going to say, y'all, before we get in this show. No. We have no idea. And Nina doesn't even know the trivia question. So, you know, we're doing things live. This is live shows oh, yeah. right we here. We do it live for you guys. So what do you think is happening out there? What What in the world is going on, Team Money? Yeah. What do you see out there? I mean, there? you got to start with Devonta Smith winning the Heisman. You know, that kid had a phenomenal year, beat out Kyle Trash. Trevor Lawrence came in second, and his own quarterback, Mac Jones, I mean, the guy had a sensational year. He looked like the best player on the field every time he stepped on it. So what do you think? Did he deserve it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he deserved it. We talked about it last time. We thought he was a favorite. In 11 games, including the SEC championship, he led the country with 1,511 receiving yards. Phenomenal. Do you know how many Desmond Howard had? Desmond Howard, the last Heisman winner, had 950 receiving yards. Wow. 1,100. You know, 1,511 Desmond compared to Desmond. turning, though, so I think that's what gave him the edge there, you know, but... He, the most by any Heisman winner ever, the it, most I yards. Mean, yeah, it, it was phenomenal. Even when Waddle went out, he looked like the best player, even when he was double teamed. He was five yards in front of everybody. There was no one near him. Yeah. A 21 of Mac Jones's 33 touchdowns went to that guy. Yeah. It, he just... He was great. And I, I really, could have thrown to him. I know. And I loved his speech. If you heard it, I'm paraphrasing a little bit here, but he said, if you're not the biggest, if you're not the fastest, if you're not the strongest, as long as you work hard, you can be here too. I love that. You're motivating me tonight, team. Yeah, honey. Love I was going to say the same thing as we go toward the combines, you know, and you, you they, we start to work our way and people start looking at these guys and their bodies. I, I got you some measurements here, team money. Here's, okay. you know, Julio Jones, Alabama, great pro great. Uh, he broke Julio Jones' records, right? Yeah. Julio Jones, 6'3", 220. Devontae Smith, 6'1", 174. 40-yard dash time for the big man, Julio Jones, 4'3", 9. 40-yard dash for Devontae Smith, 4'4", He gets to that combine, people are going to like start to get down on him. He's going to yeah. be moving down in the rankings, but the guy knows how to play ball. Yeah, I will say, I, I – the way he looks on the field, he looks shorter than six one. I think that's a benefit of his, you know, rugs who was the first receiver taken last year was only five ten. So I think they're starting to move away from the height thing, but you're also comparing him to one of the most physically gifted receivers of all time. So, yeah. you know, I hope, I think he's going to be successful, but, you know, speaking of that college football playoff, Ohio state, like you said, 
They absolutely murdered Clemson. Buckeye Nation. I love oh you, Buckeye Nation. God. I mean, that was a throttling. Justin Fields showed up. I thought he was a little overrated. He shut me up. Six touchdowns this guy had. Yeah. Broken ribs. I mean, that was a hell of a performance. We came to play, and, and we're not done yet. We got Alabama yet. We're going to step forward. We're going to take them on Monday night. It's going to be a war. Yeah, it really is. Trevor you see Lawrence, the over-under on that game? I know. It's 73 or 77. I mean, what the heck is going to happen in this game? It's going to be a shootout. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's crazy, too. If you look at a stat line, Trevor Lawrence had a good game, 400 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. He had a fumble, and they really couldn't move the ball or stop Ohio State. His line or Clemson's line looked really bad. Trevor's so. heading to the pros, man. We he ran is. him right to the pros right there. Yep, they ran him off to the pros. No, I love I love Dabo. I love what he's done. I'm a Dabo fan, you know. Yeah. But Dabo's in the dust. We got to focus on Alabama oh, now. Yeah. Oh yeah. So and obviously we know Trevor, number one pick. Justin Fields probably a top five pick where he ends up. I don't know, but gonna be exciting. But speaking of another Ohio team, yeah. The Browns yep. make the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. Hey, you know, we I, we predicted that a few weeks ago. Yeah, we were talking we about who's going to make the playoffs. We knew they were going to sneak in. They sneak At the in. end, and we said the Ravens would edge him out, and they did. Yeah, and it, they had to make it interesting. I mean, they lose to the Jets, the lowly Jets. Then they barely beat the Steelers, who are sitting their two best players. I mean, it was it was tough. And now on top of that, Going into this game, when they play the Steelers again, they lose their head coach, yeah. multiple other uh, positional coaches, their third or their third best wide receiver, and now their starting guard. I mean, those are substantial misses. The NFL said they were not going to postpone games unless it was due to medical, not due to competitive reasons. So yeah. if your team's not competitive with mine, they're not going to cancel it for that. Yeah, they're I mean, not going to do that. They're 256 games this year. They got them all in. They only delayed a couple. If you remember a couple of the Pittsburgh games, uh, they delayed a couple others, but they got them all in and they're going to push forward and it doesn't matter. The Browns are just going to have to bring it with who they have. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, a lot of people say this shouldn't matter. You still come to play, uh, you know, losing your your starting guard and head coach, who is also your play caller, I think is a very big deal, but Hey, it is a big deal. The Browns have a chance to finally get into the playoffs. It's an exciting, successful year for them. Hey, 11 wins from where they were a couple of years ago. I think that's amazing. Great yeah. season, Browns. I think it's the end of the road for them, though. You got, I'm going to tell you during our picks. I okay. think it's the end of the well, road. That's exciting. I'm excited for the Browns fan base as a whole. They have a lot. I am, too. They have a lot more to go. Baker's only in his third year. So I mean, that old Giggsy Ross up there in Cleveland, Ohio. Giggsy one and Giggsy two, man. They, they're they Cleveland Browns fans, you know. <laughs> Hell yeah. A shout out to Giggsy, the two yeah. Giggsies up there, the Browns fans. Yeah, buddy. Well, I mean, speaking of another playoff game, Washington sneaks in, but the Giants are pissed off at the Eagles. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, the yeah. The Eagles bench hurts. Doug Peterson pulls him in the fourth with only a three-point lead. Yeah. Okay. How did you feel about that? Well, I think a lot of the guys on the bench were even surprised. He did not communicate that to the team. So some of the guys on the bench, some of the starters were ticked off too and looked like Jalen was too. So it was not communicated. But I'll tell you the reason. You know the reason, right? They went from the ninth draft pick to the sixth. Hmm. So I'm going to tell you on CBS projected draft board, the number six pick is LSU's Jamar Chase. Chase. Okay. Now, would you like him? Because you, you wouldn't have had him if you had won that game. You know who you would have had? The number nine pick is a defensive lineman named Quiddy. 
Okay. <laughs> Do you want a D lineman named Quiddy or you want Jamar Chase? Well, here's the you other know, thing. How many? That's what it meant to them. How many wide receivers can the Eagles draft in a row? This would be their third one. It's actually ridiculous. But here's the thing. I a lot of Giants were pissed off. A lot of the coach came out, Joe Judge, and was saying this was disrespectful to the integrity of the game. I mean, I, I thought that the Giants being upset was unacceptable, personally. They had a chance to win this division. They were winning it, uh, I think it was four weeks ago, and lost three straight. I can't, I can't listen to them complain when their destiny was in their hands. Nobody I, can say anything in that division. So I like what Deion Lewis said. He's their cornerback. He said, we won six games. Why are we complaining? Yeah, he's an ex-patriot. He knows what winning is. I'd be. Okay? I, I know you're right, but I'd be ticked if I was the Giants too. I was too. Now I because Philly could have won that they game. They could have, and I understand Eagles people, players being upset. Okay, I understand that because the players work their asses off. But you cannot tell me you're upset as a Giants fan. And one last point to this: he did say in multiple press conferences and to the commentators that he was planning on bringing in the backup to give him some reps. So this was, whether or not it was only communicated to the media and not the players, this was Definitely said. was not communicated to the this players. This was said. Hey, so, right, man, let's move on, Team Money. You got the T. Ross rant coming up, so we're going to let you do right. some things on that. All right. Uh, but hey, great kickoff to the show, and we're going to move on to the favorite part of the show, the, w the way we get to stump Team Money. Okay. The expert analyst team money with the trivia of the week the Woundwise iq trivia of the week today's trivia of the week brought to you by Woundwise iq it's a patented mobile imaging and analytics software application that's used by leading physicians and nurses caring for people with chronic wounds learn more at woundwiseiq.com the Woundwise iq trivia of the week team money who was the mvp last time the buckeyes and tide played they play monday night okay. the last time they played all right. Who was the MVP? Do you have any kind of inclination? Don't tell us. I think I might have an idea. You might know. I might know. Uh, okay. So I'm intrigued to see uh, who it is, but I think I, I, I know it's a toss up between a couple. Okay. All right. Good. All this right. is good. This is good. And all of you out there, you think about it too. And we're going to go back later on in the show with our answer. All right. Let's move on to the picks of the week. You know, you want the picks of the week. All of you oh, people yeah. out there, all of you guys putting in uh, your choices, we'll call them. For picks that you have, uh, hey man, we can help you out. Seven and five the last two weeks, Team Money and I, we've been fairly hot, you know, but yeah. hey man, we're giving you good picks. I'm going to start off with my first lock pick here All right, the Cleveland Pittsburgh got? game that we've been talking about. I'm going Pittsburgh, man. Interesting. Uh, I know there's a COVID impact. I'm, uh, I'm, that's already a big impact. Team Money's already saying that, and it's still sitting at six points. It's uh, Cleveland at Pittsburgh, Heinz Fields. It's Sunday night game, man. Wow. The Sunday night game, the last one. Steelers are 17-0 straight up in their last 17 home games at Cleveland. Can you, can you believe that? That's crazy. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, in, in Pittsburgh, 17-0. The Browns are 3-11 against the spread in their last 14 road games. 3-11 against the spread. They've failed to cover eight straight divisional games. They're not covering here. Pittsburgh beats them by more than six. Okay. Well, it's going to be interesting. I will uh, get back to this a little bit later because I don't feel 100% the same way. Okay. <laughs> so my first- You sure it's not your heart talking? Uh, a little bit Ohio bias, but a lot of bit of studying. 
you know, I really dug into. You got those Ohio roots like I do. I know it's hard to break them. (laughs) So my first lock of the week, I'm going New Orleans versus Chicago. I think this is a complete mismatch. New Orleans is better in every facet of the game, every player of the game. I think Khalil Mack would potentially be the only player that could start for this team. I mean, they have the number one defense in the league. They might have the best roster in the league. The only question here is Drew Brees' arm, and they're playing in a dome. Chicago can't keep up here. I think Brees plays super well like they always do at home, and they get blown out. They blow out Chicago. Just I don't think this is close. Surprising. That's 10 points. It's a big line in that game. Yeah, I don't think it's close. I mean, you look what Aaron Rodgers just did to them. They, they're the worst playoff team by far here. I, they don't even belong. This is going to be a massacre. Hey, let's move to the over-under lock. The Dan Wren special over under lock of the week from G-Man. We're going to the LA Rams Seattle game. We're going under, under 42 and a half. This is a Saturday afternoon matinee at 440 in Seattle. Uh, Listen to this. The last two times these teams have met, you know how many points they've scored? 39 and 29. The last two times. Seattle has allowed the league's lowest points per game since week 10. 16 points a game. Seattle's allowing. The Rams are playing probably without Jared Goff, but even if he plays, his thumb hurts. But man, what if John Wolford starts? Come on. Yeah. Uh, so the unders seven and one in Seattle's last eight games. The unders eleven and two, and the Rams last thirteen. Wow. This one's going under, baby. Everything's indicating that. Yeah, I think he called that one. Like you said, especially if Jared Goff doesn't play. Seattle's defense much improved. The Rams always shut down Seattle. I, I took. Totally agree with this. Totally agree with this. So, all right, you got another lock. Yes, my lock, uh, my next lock of the week here. I'm taking the Ravens versus Tennessee. Uh, Lamar and the Ravens have been the number one. I think they're going to keep rolling huh? here at the end of the year. They are going to keep rolling. Lamar has looked great here. That offense has looked great. They have a solid defense. Lamar needs a big playoff win here. And what justice would it do if they could beat the team that knocked them out last year? Tennessee's defense is horrible. I know it's a tall task to shut down that man, King Henry. But if they can do it, the Ravens will run away with this thing. It's going to be an innocent game. It's going to be a battle. Yeah. That is going to be a battle. I'm going to the Indy Buffalo game for my dog lock of the week. The dog lock is someone three or more points, getting three or more points, but we think could win the game. I'm going Indy, man. I'm going Indy against Buffalo. They're going into Buffalo. Maybe in a snowstorm, it's Saturday afternoon, one o'clock at Bill Stadium. Colts are at six and a half. This thing dropped from seven to six and a half. Somebody knows something. As Lee Corso says, this line is starting to drop. It's getting a little tighter. Listen to this. Indiana Colts are three and zero against the spread. Three and zero against the spread in their last three wild card round playoff games. And they're three and zero against the spread. They're three and zero straight up. They not only okay. covered, but they won straight up, okay? Now, let me uh, give you one more little tidbit here. If I told you Kamara or Derrick Henry were starting for Indy, would you be worried? Yes. Yeah, and Jonathan Taylor is running just as well as them. You look at the, the past five weeks, he's averaging the same points as them. He's scored 38 points last week, fantasy points. Jonathan Taylor's in that backfield. He's a top three running back. Come on, baby. I'm going Colts getting the six and a half, baby, at Buffalo. Yeah, I think this 
could be a very interesting game. I do think they cover because it's going to be a ground and pound game. Indy's defense is really, really good. Josh Allen, the last time we saw him in a playoff game, it ended with him throwing the ball over his head backwards. So I, like I said all year, this guy is a roller coaster. Now, we he know Philip Rivers. You don't know who's going to show up with Josh Allen. Yeah, well, we know Philip Rivers has the arm talent of a noodle and is going to throw a pick. But somehow he gets as it there. As long as they can get past him throwing a pick, this is going to be a good game. You so can like just give it a Taylor. He's going to be fine. Yeah. So, but my dog lock of the week here, I'm going Cleveland. You're going. Not Cleveland. only do I think that they can cover, I think they can win this game. And I, I really think they should. Cleveland just beat Pittsburgh. And I know people are going to say big Ben sat out. TJ Watt sat out. Now TJ Watt is a beast and will make things very hard. Okay. But I'm not sure big Ben is much better than Mason Rudolph. In all of their games before this, where they put up before this game, they hadn't scored over 22 points in five out of six. That's with Big Ben. You're playing the Bengals, you lose to them. You're playing Washington, you lose to them. Big Ben can't throw downfield. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be very, we're going to find cold. out. It's going to be interesting. I know that the head coach is out, but does this let them play with less pressure now? Everyone's expecting them to win. They go out. It's a free roll right Northern now. Northern Ohio okay? loves you right now for this pick. I'm just saying, you're making up some of your the Browns. You're making up some of your Buckeye torture with a nice big yeah. Northern Ohio picker okay. with the Browns. Nice pick. Now, how about this? One last push. I'll give you a little trivia. How long has it been since the Browns have won a road playoff game? Well, probably a very long time. I'll say 1983. Okay. Well, it was 50 years ago. So it was a little <laughs> longer than that. Not as far back. So that's 1970. That was close. You were close. You All were right. close. You probably went higher or lower than most people would. But yeah, 50 years, they could get their first road playoff win, and especially versus a division rival. They're going to be fired up playing for free. Well, uh, speaking of fired up, let's get you to the T-Ross rant here. Oh, the yeah. T-Ross rant. Sponsored by Help oh, Me guys, Startup. Guys. And today's T Ross Rand. Do you have a startup or a new company idea? Why not get help from the experts at Help Me Startup? Try the easy to use startup tools and advice to help you get moving on your way toward investment and success. Learn more at helpmestartup.co. And T Ross is going to get you started up tonight. T Ross, right. what do you got? So I'm going to sum up the season here, but mainly talk about this Georgia game and what's next here. This was a tough loss. We looked like the better team. We played like the better team. We should have won this game. In the last two minutes, we completely threw it away. We were snapping the ball with 10 to 15 seconds left on the game clock. And then we throw the ball on third down instead of running it, costing us 40 seconds because of a miss. At 60 seconds, we could have taken off the clock and given the ball back with 40 seconds instead of 140 to go 50 yards. So that's very bad coaching. But I want you to take a look at this picture down here. That's Justin Harris, a sophomore cornerback, okay? He will be back next year, much like a lot of this team. This is the kind of energy I need them to bring next year. This guy stayed out by himself after the game was over and watched Georgia's trophy presentation. Now, if that doesn't give you chills for motivation, this better, Yeah. okay? Love that. We play Indiana. Love that. And Notre Dame. What grade is he? What grade? What? He's a sophomore, going to be a junior. Love it. Play, Leadership. Yes. We play Indiana and Notre Dame out of conference next year. Two teams most likely top 20 in preseason rankings. 
if we can beat them and go undefeated, we may get the respect we need to get in the college football playoff. Okay, we bring back everyone. I hope we can bring back our defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman, who's interviewing at Texas and LSU and Oregon for potential uh, defensive coordinator. But the rumor is he wants to be a head coach next. So we can keep him. We got Fickle back. We got our whole team back, all our skill players, much of our defense, our quarterback. I'm really excited for next year. And the only way I can not cry in bed at night is if I think that this is a positive thing and that they come back with an absolute vengeance and work harder than they ever have. A great season by Cincinnati. Congratulations, all you Cincinnati fans. Awesome team money. And we're here in Ohio tonight. It's taping this on a Wednesday. You're going to get this tomorrow morning out there in social media, but we're in Ohio tonight. Team Money will be back in his office oh, yeah. soon, so we'll be separating here on different screens, uh, but nice to be with you tonight, Team yeah, Money exciting, in person. Exciting. Hey, I, I love your Cincinnati team, man. Great team. Yeah. Hey, let's move on from the T. Ross rant, and let's go on to DFS, our daily <laughs> fantasy sports Sites like DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo, you know all you junkies out there that love your fantasy season but miss it, you can still do DFS and put together your team every weekend and play. And like I told you, classic games, 50000 bucks, team money. If you have nine players, that's $5,500 per player you can spend. Yeah. So think about that number as we go through. And I'm going to tell you right now, Josh Allen is my hot pick. Notice 7500 bucks for Josh Allen there. But he's my hot pick of the week. We went eight and four the last two weeks, guys. We are putting together some fantasy. G-Man's winning some contests on these picks. I know you can too. Let's go with Josh Allen to start Buffalo. And I know I told you Indy was a nice pick, uh, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be a shootout. Josh Allen, he's one of the more expensive quarterbacks on DraftKings, but I went with him because he's playing well. I think he has a good matchup here. He's been the best quarterback in the NFL over the last five games with 28 fantasy points per game. So he's putting up the points. He should get points on the Colts defense. I just think the Colts are going to score also. The most expensive quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson. You believe that? 7,800 bucks for Lamar Jackson on DraftKings. Uh, so I think that Josh has more upside than someone like Lamar. Yeah. Uh, ben is only 6,100 bucks, you know, for, for him. And I looked at Ben as maybe a guy because I think he's going to have a good game. But I'm going to say Josh Allen for 7,500. Go get him on DraftKings. Yeah, solid pick. He's been absolutely killing it the past couple of weeks. So not bad there. But my cold player of the week, which I've done many times here, Tom Brady's really helped me on these cold picks because if he's playing any sort of team that has an actual pass rush like the Washington football team does, he is in trouble. The worst quarterback in the Chase league Young, baby. Versus a uh, versus the pass rush. Go get him, Chase. Right? They're one in six versus playoff teams. Washington might have the best overall D line in the entire league. Impressive. And, and like you said, Chase Young is an absolute beast. So I think that Tom Brady is running for his life here. It's going to be a small. <laughs> they might win this game, but it's not going to look good for Tom Brady. All right, I'm going to go to the running back. J.K. Domins is my hot pick. Go with J.K. on your fantasy team. $6,900 we have here for J.K. He rushed for 160 yards last week, y'all. Scored 28 fantasy points, two touchdowns. He scored 19 fantasy points the last time they played Tennessee. Okay? Yeah. The Titans' defense is not good against running backs. No. Uh, let's look at some other comparative costs. Derrick Henry got 32 fantasy points last week. 
but he's going to cost you $9,200 on DraftKings. And for 6900 bucks here, you can pick up J.K. He could get in the high 20s. Derrick Henry might get in the high 20s too. Look how much value you get for the money. Yeah, exactly. It, it, I think Tennessee is going to get rolled here. Um, my second pick, though, I'm going with David Montgomery. I told you guys earlier that the Chicago is completely outmanned here. They're going to get throttled. Like New Orleans has the number one defense in the league. Chicago has no shot here. And especially if they're getting throttled, they're not getting, Chicago will not be running the ball. They will be trying to throw to catch up. Uh, I, I just think David Montgomery, he's had a few great weeks, helped a couple people win some fantasy championships, but I don't think he has a great game here versus New Orleans. Yeah, okay. Okay. Hey, I'm going Juju for the receiver. I know the Pittsburgh's fired up, baby. And I think Ben's going to have a good game. And Juju is starting to rise up. The guy is going to be ready for the playoffs, man. 5500 bucks for DraftKings for Juju. That's a steal, man. The guy caught six of eight targets last week. 65 yards. Had a touchdown. He finished the regular season with nine touchdowns. That's a career high. So the guy's getting mm -hmm. touchdowns. He scored 25 and 19 fantasy points the last two games. He was without Ben last game. Got 19. Yeah. I think he's going to bring it, man. He's going to bring it. Ben's going to bring it. That's going to be a heck of a value. Yeah, going to be interesting. A little interesting. Do you think he's the best receiver on his team now? Well, he is right now. I think Chase Claypool might be more talented and get. He might be more talented, but Juju's so. coming through, and Juju's going to get you the. He's going to get you the fantasy. Yeah. So my cold wide receiver of the week here, I'm going DK Metcalf versus the Rams. Like we both said earlier, we think it's going to be a, a slow game. They're, both their defenses have been really good at the end of the year here. He's going to cost you the fifth most out of any wide receiver, but he could shut down by the Rams, okay? Four points in the first game this year versus the Rams. 11 points in the second game versus the Rams this year. Ramsey locks him down. And then you got to throw defensive player in the year, most likely Aaron Donald into the mix there, rushing at Russell Wilson. I don't think that this is going to be a high scoring game. No. So unless he gets an, a red zone touchdown or something like that, that's the only way he's going to score a lot because they're going to shut him down. You might be right there. You might be right there. Good pick, my man. Yeah. Hey, there's your hot and cold. We we're eight and four the last two weeks. Build up your daily fantasy team this weekend with some of these players and stay away from. The cold players, you oh, do yeah. not want to start the T-Money's pointing out. Good luck, everybody, in your DFS this weekend. Let's go to Ross v. Ross. Bring it on, G. What is the best NFL coaching vacancy is our question. And what do you think of T-Money? What's the best NFL coaching vacancy right now? Well, do they have any sort of odds up or anything? You know, do you have any sort Well, of, I can uh, tell you who they are. Okay. And this is a ranking by CBS Sports. Okay. Uh, that shows you the Jags and Chargers and then the Jets and Texans, the Lions and Falcons. Those are the okay. six. Uh, okay. What do you want? What do you want to go with? Well, I'm going to go with the clear and away best option. All right. And it's actually the Chargers, the lowly Chargers. Everyone laughs at them because they can't win a game, blah, blah, blah. Let me just lay this out for you. Top end wide receiver, Keenan Allen. Top end running back, Austin Eckler. Top end D end. Highest paid in the league, Bosa. Top end safety, Hunter Henry. Top end, or that's top end tight end, Hunter Henry. Top end safety, Derwin James. All of that, and you have a rookie quarterback on a rookie contract after one year who just had the best rookie season ever. Plus, you have LA, which is great at attracting free agents. Give me this job. What, 
what else do I need here? Draft a bunch of O-linemen and then throw that team out there. I think this is a phenomenal job. I, well, I don't well, know why everyone's not looking at it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Jacksonville. I'm going with the chalk here, Jacksonville Jaguars. And, and uh, against your point, yeah, they've got some great players at, at L.A., but they're there already. If you come in to coach the Jags and I'm the general manager, I'm going to say, hey, man, we're going to build this thing your way. We're going to hire your kind of players, and we can bring in Trevor Lawrence, baby. Uh, so now we build around Trevor. They have an additional first-rounder to go along with the number one overall. Yep. They also have two second-rounders, so they're getting four of the first 48 picks. They also have extra picks in rounds four and five. So they get all these picks. Plus, they also have rookies, like you mentioned, on uh, the Chargers. We got uh, Chase on, their defensive end. We got uh, cornerback C.J. Henderson. Uh, James Robinson, come on, LaVisca Chenault, and DJ Chark and Miles Jack. We got some great uh, young guys we can build around, bring in those rookies. It's a great job for a head coach that wants to come in and build it from scratch. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I do like the Jacksonville job. I'm mainly just worried about the culture down there. It's not a free agent destination. Even though it is Florida, it might help, but you know, they have a history of just cycling and bad and bad. I know they have good young players, but they have no one that if Trevor Lawrence comes in is going to help them to make the playoffs next year. The Chargers, on the other hand, made the playoffs two years ago. They ended with a four-game win streak. They were in so many more games. This culture is great. Anthony Lynn laid a phenomenal culture there. It's not that he's a bad culture guy. He's a great leader of men. He's just not a good play caller. He's losing too many close games, getting conservative after getting leads. So... I think that the Chargers could easily win 10 games next year. I'm not even exaggerating. Well, Justin I think, Herbert was a stud. I, I, I think he could carry him a long way. No, you got some good points there, and I, I love your pick with the Chargers too. Uh, but I also think that whoever comes in at Jacksonville has to also build the culture. Uh, they need the culture then. They need a winning culture. Yes. Uh, so many players have went there, and on their second contracts, they leave. Yeah. They don't sign their second contract. So it's got to be somewhere where somebody wants to go. They want to stay. Uh, I'm thinking of someone – like Iowa State's Matt Campbell, you know, Iowa State, if you look at that school, they're not, you know, a big school. Yeah. They're hard to recruit. Uh, but yet Matt Campbell was able to bring people in and he just shellacked Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl, 34 to 17. He's already beat Oklahoma, Texas, left and right. So he's already proved he can win in the Big 12 yeah. with Iowa State. So he can go in with this no-name team, bring in players, which I think is a similar job here to Jacksonville. He's well thought of. And I think with Carolina bringing in Matt Rule, and I think Matt Rule is looked at as someone that came from a no-name school at Baylor, yeah. went to Carolina, and has been successful. Yeah. And now can you repeat that to Jacksonville, another no-name team in terms of winning and losing? And Matt Campbell might fit that. Yeah, and I will say, for Jacksonville's sake here, this is the only other way that I was kind of leaning Jacksonville here. They have the number one room and cap space going into next year. All right. So I think it's over a hundred million dollars, 80 million, 80, 80 million. Yeah. So that is a huge amount, especially with the cap projected to dip because of COVID, but the chargers have the 11th. They're not too far down. Okay. They have cap space, but Jacksonville used that cap space to go get you a bunch of veterans and leaders in that locker room and high end studs while you got all these rookies on contracts. Yeah. So very appealing job. Like I said, if you can get a culture changer in there, that's the big thing. Well, since it's Ross V Ross, I'll throw one more dagger in your heart. Oh, and that yeah. is, do you want to be the second team in a city? You know, you want to be the Lakers. You want to be the Clippers. You want to be I the Rams. Think. You want to be the chargers. 
Yeah, they're second class, man. Yeah, well, here, in that city. No, I'm not saying that. That's true. I love you, Chargers. I'm just saying. That's true. But can you point out Jacksonville on a map to me? Like, I'm not sure I actually know where it's at. Like, is it a, is it in is it in South Carolina or Georgia? Or where, I honestly don't know where it's at. I really well, I'd credit so that to our schooling I'll be, I'll issues. I'll be the sixth best team in LA any day over Jacksonville. Okay. Hey, that's great. That's great. I love that. Hey, man, let's go to our trivia of the week. And we're starting to wrap up here. We got the trivia of the week and then the wrap up. So we're working our way to the finish, everybody. Right. Having a good time. We got a big weekend coming at us Saturday, Sunday, NFL triple headers. Sunday night, you're going to get ready for the Buckeyes, get all geared up. And Monday night, they go at it against Bama. Big weekend, man, team money. And we're going to lead up to this Bama Buckeye game. It's on Monday night. I want to know if you know who was the MVP the last time they played. Okay. So. I'm pretty sure it's one of two people because I believe the last time they played was in the national championship game. And I think what was it Braxton Miller got hurt and Cardell Jones was the quarterback. So it was either Cardell, but I'm leaning towards Zeke. I think he had like a 220 yard game or something. So I'm going to go Zeke. Well, it could have been Cardell. The answer is Zeke. Hey, hey, man. T money. You got Come it, man. Now. You got Come it. On now. And you are correct, but it was the semifinal game. Oh, okay. It was right. a, they would go on game. to the title game, uh, but this was the semifinal game. Yeah. Uh, Zeke ended up eventually holding up the trophy, the, the goal that he wanted. Yeah. He got, but he ran for 230 yards, hey. two scores on 20 carries. That's a 20 carries. Look at him running. That's that's him against Alabama. Yeah. 85 yard run through the heart of the South <laughs> on this are pretty cool there, but he was the first rusher that year to rush for hundred yards against Alabama for the whole season. That's no one great. to rush for a hundred and he did. And he did it in the first quarter. He had a hundred wow. yards in the first quarter wow. of that game. Uh, that was the year that OSU lost to Virginia Tech. If you remember, early in the year, they lost to Virginia Tech, and they were it was a question whether OSU was going to make it into the playoff. And they went into Wisconsin and drilled the heck out of them. I think Jonathan Taylor was running for Wisconsin. They shut so. him down. Yeah. And Ohio State got in as the four seed. Everybody was, like, complaining about yeah. it because they had that loss to Virginia Tech, and it was a bad loss and all of that. They went on to win and beat Oregon eventually in the title game. Scored 42 against Oregon. And 42 against Vamba, 42 in both games. That's awesome. Yep, look at that. Yeah, so right. that was actually the second best team in OSU history by, by all annals. You know who the first best team was? Was it the 0102 team or the, something? The 2-3 team that beat uh, yeah, Miami, Miami and went 14-0. and 0. Yeah. So that even though they should have lost that game. The Zeke team awesome. had one loss, the Virginia Tech game, but the yeah. Trestle team in 2002-3 had no losses yeah watch and that last again. one it's not passing interference 31 24 in the fiesta ball they, they should have lost that game yeah <laughs> and guess who the mvp of that 2002-3 game was you you were a little you were a little toddler craig you know. krenzel you are correct it? oh my god look at me craig krenzel was the offensive Ooh. mvp you're right i'm all over it and willis mcgahee tore his acl in that game oh yeah that's right anyone on the plane the pros like 10 years old come on it's this very good this is like a steel trap up here. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring it to you here on Father, <laughs> Son, and Holy Sport. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're, we're trying to bring it to you every week and hope you're enjoying yourself. We're loving taking care of you. If you like the show, please press the like and subscribe oh, yeah. button. Thanks to our production crew and our guests and our sponsors, Wise IQ and Help Me Startup. If you're interested in sponsoring, please reach out to us. Team yeah. Money, any parting words for the fans? Yeah, enjoy the first week of the playoffs here. 
Happy New Year to everyone. We're on the, the other side. Hopefully things get better than 2020 and excited for everything. Like and subscribe and reach out if you have any questions or want us to talk about any topics. We got some shirts, uh, maybe some hats we'll be selling in yeah, the future, maybe, right? Maybe a little, a little gear here. So we got some gear coming to you. Father, yeah. Son, and Holy Sport. All right. We'll Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs>